Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, what a goal! Danny Alley can go for it. Hello and welcome to the last word on Spurs. We hope you've been very, very safe and well. Thank you for joining us for, I think this is our fourth, fifth show of Hello, the week. What are we thinking? to the last word on Spurs. We hope you I can hear my echo in the background. This is one of those shows this week with Tottenham, which you can tell with Tottenham in a transfer window. Nothing seems to go right. I know people were laughing about last night with Michael Bridge blessing, where we finally got Bridgie after managing to get him some premium Wi-Fi. Um, we've got a very, very special guest joining us. But first up, delighted to be welcoming tonight. I've got Matt Hayes, of course, who runs a wonderful YouTube channel. Matt, lovely to have you here. How are you, firstly? Okay, thanks many for having me on. Always a, always a pleasure being on with you guys and lovely to meet Lyle uh, as well. Absolutely. Now, um, of course, we had this man on our show around a week ago, Lyle maybe two weeks ago, um, and I said to Lyle, do you want to come back? Is it worth coming back? Because you, d- you just feel with Tottenham at the moment that there is obviously stuff bubbling. You'd like to think so. And I know, that, again, just to be clear, I know there's a lot of frustration out there, clearly by Tottenham's lack of incoming so far. We're 27 days into a transfer window. I think we're all absolutely you know, adamant Spurs need to strengthen. There's a need to, again, give Conte what he needs to back the manager. And again, you know, to leave it this late, obviously is concerning, but this is why we've got Lyle here to hopefully give us some news. So, um, delighted to have back on the last one of Spurs. You've got the brilliant Lyle Thomas from Sky Sports. Lyle, how are you? Thank you for joining us again. Good, thank you. No problem. Happy to be here. Plenty going on. Plenty's happened since, so there's plenty to talk about. And uh, yeah, so, well, I mean, you're talking about, um, you're asking me about Antonio Conte and now he's, he's might or might not be feeling at the moment. And oh. uh, I know we talked about it before, didn't we? we did. um, at some length about whether he, he he's happy with things or not at the moment. Um, I think, I mean, I said it then a little bit, and I and, and I'll say it again now from the people I'm talking to. I think the reports that he's, you know, certainly reports that he would be willing to walk out and all this kind of stuff if he didn't get what he wants in this window are completely overblown. Um, I think a lot of what he said has been taken out of context, to be honest. Um, so I wouldn't, you know, I don't think anybody should be thinking that that is some eventuality that's going to happen if Tottenham don't sign any players this month. I don't see that happening at all. You know, he's he was under no illusions, I think, when he came into Tottenham that um, of the situation of the club, the financial situation of the club, you know, the stature of the club and, and you know, the level that they were at and what needs to be done. So I, I don't think, he, you know, his experienced manager, he's not expecting them to pull up trees, uh, you know, in the first window that comes along, I think. Really, the the real test will be in the summer window. I think it's going to be a very important summer window for them. I think they've been doing, and I know they've been doing a lot of work towards that summer window in this transfer window as well. So, you know, if if Antonio Conte sees that Tottenham are trying very hard, they're being ambitious, and they're doing a lot of good groundwork, especially towards the summer, 
then I don't think there's any reason why he would be, t- be particularly upset. I mean, obviously they need one or two things in this window. They're trying to do one or two things in this window just to give them that extra kick up and uh, and, 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 and try and secure that full spot. That's what they're trying to do at the moment, working very hard on it. And, uh, I, you know, I expect them to bring to bring a player in, at least one player in before the end of the window. So, um, and, and a player of good calibre. So I can't imagine that... Um, that Antonio Conte would be would be too disappointed, um, you know, whatever the, the eventuality is, whether they bring in one, two, or or even more. So just to be clear on that, Lowell, as far as you're concerned on Conte, and you can't have said it any any clearer there. That there's there shouldn't be panic amongst Spurs fans that he's going to no. walk away as of this moment. No, 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 that's not the impression that I'm getting. I mean, obviously he's he's you know he's spoken about some of his frustrations in the media, but that's normal of any manager. And I think that, you know, we knew that the Tottenham situation was not good when he arrived generally. You know, I think the, the, you know, the mood in the squad, the malaise in the squad, the, the morale generally around the club was pretty low. I mean, the morale's very, very low among the fans as well, you know, at that point. So that's always a giveaway as well about what's going on inside the club and things have improved dramatically, I think, since then. So, so no, like as I said, you know, a lot of it's been overblown, taken out of context. Okay, well, listen, we really appreciate you covering that first off because, again, hopefully that will, yeah, give us some reassurance and sell us a little bit down for, again, what's going to be, let's be honest about it, a difficult 72 hours and more ahead of the closing of this window because I think a lot of us feel there should be business done very early on. Um, whilst, again, we're on this show pragmatic, we're honest, you know, we understand it's not easy to do, to do deals. It can sometimes be harder to get players out than those coming in. So we'll cover that as well. But before we do... And let's go along to Matt to uh, kick off things. Matt, over to you. Yeah, like, look, we've, we've kind of seen reports the, the whole way throughout the window that Tottenham are, are looking to make three signings. And the, the main positions that have been mentioned are right wing back, central midfielder and a striker. Uh, would you be able to tell us kind of the specific uh, positions that Tottenham are uh, still looking at to recruit for the rest of this window? Well, I think you just said them. Um, I mean, we, we've known that the that, that right wing back and, and midfield, well, right wing back and a striker were the two ones in the main. Um, and a midfielder as well, obviously, depending on you know who's going to be um, who's going to be leaving uh, before the end of the window. So those have been the priorities. I think at the moment we're we're seeing that they're looking at. I mean, Luis Diaz seems to be the prime target at the moment. So he is somebody who can obviously play anywhere across the front. I mean, predominantly he's been playing off the left. He's right-footed. Very obviously a very good player. Very highly skillful. You know, he's made. Sp- significant steps every season that he's been playing now and especially this season he's made another another leap up so um that this is the kind of player that they're looking at you know a, a forward someone who can play in the wide positions off the left off the right and, and also someone i think who can play a little bit through the middle as well if they want to play two up top and somebody alongside harry kane so i think that's the priority at the moment obviously as well though there are um a lot of things happening with Tango and Dombele and Deli Ali at the moment. And obviously, they, I think they want to move out Giovanni Lo Celso as well, if they can. So I think obviously bringing in another midfield player, uh, if one of those or more of those leaves, obviously then also becomes a priority. So I think those are the two positions that are the priority. As, uh, and so, you know, when you say a striker, I think it's now become a sort of a winger striker in one in, in one player rather than two. OK, thanks for clarifying that, Lyle. Um you mentioned him there, Luis Diaz. Listen, it's a player that has got an incredible ratio this season in terms of goal scoring, in terms of games. I think it's 14 goals in just 17, 18 league games. Quite a phenomenal record. Looks like a really, really good player. Definitely one that would be a statement signing for Tottenham. Could you just tell us at the moment just how close is that deal to happening as far as you're concerned and aware? Um it's not very close. I wouldn't say that it's in the final stages or anything like that at the moment. Um, I think what's happened so far is Tottenham have, have, have indicated what they would like to pay for him in the discussions, which is somewhere around the the, the £46 million mark as a package. Uh, we're told €45 million Euros plus 10 on add-ons is was the initial uh, um, offer if you like i mean not a formal offer but a sort of this is this is what we feel he's worth this is what we think we want to pay for him um i'm not aware that that's been outright rejected but i think that it's been, again this is the indication the information that's been given back is that that wouldn't be enough so if they're going to make a formal offer i think it will have to be higher than that um, i'm not aware of whether they've made a formal offer yet um, but talks have been 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 ramped up today and negotiations have been going on throughout the day for him. So, um, you know, usually we're at the time now of the day as a journalist, especially during the transfer window, where 
the information starts to come in because what happens, especially at this time, is that people are locked away in meetings during the day. So you, what you, usually you'll find is, or I find certainly, is you wake up in the morning, you've got a lot of messages, some, some missed calls, perhaps things that you need to answer, you know, new information that's 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 um, that's you know transpired late at night, that's come through or early in the morning, which is either giving you an idea of what's happened the night before or what's going to happen through the day. And then obviously, you know, we make the relevant checks that you need to. And if you're happy to report something, you go ahead and report it. But then also during the day, you're trying to get the information to come out as well while negotiations are ongoing. And sometimes you'll get drip drip fed bits of information as it's going on. And sometimes you won't, you might not get something until the end of the day if talks are pretty intense. So that's what we've seen today. I think we're starting to see that now, you know, the information starting to come out of these meetings throughout the evening. Um, and, you know, Luis Diaz, uh, I know there's been some discussions and negotiations today. So, as I said, he, he you know, he seems to be to be target uh, number one for Spurs at the moment. And uh, they're pushing hard to get him. Can I ask you, Lob, um, before Matt comes in and ask you about um, Traore and the situation around uh, where, the, where that has gone and how that has uh, happened. Mm-hmm. On Diaz, you know, there's been lots of rumours about, um, again, the player potentially not being interested in Tottenham. And this is what... I can't quite understand, and, and this is an opportunity for you to maybe you know explain on this point. Why would two clubs go into talks if that player had no interest in coming to the club? I mean, the player must have some form of a desire to come to the football club if both the clubs are negotiating. So clearly, there must be a will from the player to join the club if they're in negotiations. Can, can we take that as a given, right? Because again, it's speculation that the player may not feel Tottenham's the right club for him. Can you add some clarity on that point? Well, it's obviously it's an indication of of being willing to listen to what the club has to say that wants to sign you, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's being it's being willing to to sit down and listen to the offers and listen to the plans that they have for you. You know, once that they they have permission to speak to you, so you know that's that's what it is. Um, it's, it's indications from the you know from from people around the player as you gather information as to you know are, are we chasing a dead end or are we not chasing a dead end? And very experienced people in the in the in the market. You know, people like Fabio Paratici will are, are very yeah, experienced and long in the tooth, and will, will will be avoiding going down wild goose chases. You know, for, for players that they know don't want to come to them. So yes, you know, you're right to an extent. Um, you know, there's, there's a, there's, they'll be aware of a willingness to at least have, listen to what they have to say. And clubs are very bullish about these things. They always back themselves to be able to convince a player to join them. You know, and they'll, to use all the assets that they've got to convince a player to come you know it's uh, it, it's it's a it's a it's a significant part of the process is the, the what it takes to actually convince the player to come and join you especially over other clubs if there are others going for them i mean i think we've seen that at newcastle certainly is that they've spent uh, seem to have spent a lot of time recently on players that uh, i think not not necessarily players that don't want to join them but they've certainly spent a lot of time on players at clubs who are very very reluctant to sell those players and and that's what they found at the moment. So, yeah, you know, you need to do your homework first. First, you need to have a good idea of, uh, you know, how much, how much of a gap, how much leeway, how much of a wiggle room you've got to manoeuvre to try and get get the player and get the deal done. Yeah, I think that that kind of nicely brings us into our next question because, as, as Ricky mentioned there a second ago with Adama, um, no, you, you said there with Luis Diaz the way he, he can play anywhere across that front line, and in in a in a summer where or in a, a transfer window where we're not really going to be able to to fix the entire squad, I think Spurs are looking for players who can be a, a bit versatile and play in different positions, and maybe that's something that was going to be expected of Adama Traore, but now with Barcelona in advance talks looking to sign him, we're hearing that perhaps that is one of the reasons why Adama didn't want to make that move to Tottenham. Is that the only reason this has happened, or, or is there is there more to it? Well, I, what I'm told is that he just has a great affinity with Barcelona. I mean, he was there in the academy, wasn't he? And, uh, you know, once you've played for Barcelona, once you've been in that environment, you know, and there's a lot of sentimentality that goes that goes into it. Um, so I think that's got a lot to do with it. I know he's always had one eye on going back to Spain. I think he had unfinished business in Spain. Um, and that's a huge part of it as well that shouldn't be underestimated. I mean, if if it was any other club, then I think Spurs would be you know, in an even better position to get Adama, but, um, you know, the, the, the Barcelona thing. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure that, that, you know, playing as a right wing back from what I was told that the play, the right wing back thing was only get, ever going to be really temporary anyway. It was yeah, only going to be something until, yeah. the, until yeah. the summer. And then Spurs would look at the position again and bring in more of a specialist in that position. But um, obviously they, they, they wanted Adama to be willing to play there 
when they wanted him to play there, I think, rather than saying, right, you're going to come in, you're going to be a right wing back and that's it. I don't think that was what the, what the suggestion was at all. Um, so from what I've been told today, the, the, the pull of Barcelona sounds to be, uh, sounds, sounds to be the deciding factor. And uh, it's a very interesting one, though, because, you know, it's, it really remains to be seen how easy it's going to be for Barcelona to register him because they couldn't register Ferran when they signed him from Manchester City without um, negotiating another deal with Samuel and Titi to, to reduce his wages. And I'm not aware that anything has changed financially since then in terms of their wage budget. In fact, I know that it hasn't. Nothing's, nothing's changed in terms of their wage budget in being able to register players. Now, I'm not sure if, if um, the loan aspect creates a solution there, that if there's going to be a loan and Wolves are going to still pay some of his wages and... and uh, Barcelona will pay pay some of them, then that might allow them to register him until the summer. But again, you know the situation comes around in the summer, and obviously this all ties in ties in as well with the Usmani Dembele situation at, at Barcelona because certainly if they want to bring in somebody on a permanent deal, they need to get a player out on a permanent deal, and that has to be well that that the player they want that to be is Usmani Dembele. They told him again uh, in a meeting uh, not two days ago that you have to find another club because. You won't sign the terms on that we've offered you. So you have to do that if you want to stay. Otherwise, go and find another club. And uh, at the moment, it's very hard to see where this Manny Dembele is going to find another club uh, who's going to be willing to pay him what he wants. And, you know, there's there's only a handful of teams who could really do that. And it doesn't seem like they're looking for players in that position. So um, very interesting few days ahead. Um, but, yeah, as at the moment, all the indications are Adama Traore is going to be going to Barcelona doing a medical and and signing there. And I'm not expecting any late Spurs interventions in that. Certainly not. Can I ask you, Lyle, just on the Dharma, because it is a story which has rumbled on for the past three, four weeks. You know, it's come, you know, good, good very good, credible sources. The likes of Sky have been reporting that Spurs have been in talks with the player. And yeah. I think the only thing I'm looking at from a from a fan perspective here, taking again um, a hat off tonight, we've got like, a, you know, someone like yourself that, you know, it's, working for someone like Sky and uh, the obviously credible contacts you have there is how Spurs got themselves into a situation where they've been negotiating for weeks, weeks apparently, and they simply have not got that commitment. Now, again, I understand the player's contract is you know coming towards an end and again, Spurs will have a fee in mind and Wolves will have a fee in mind. Uh, again, there's that point there, but also the concern that this player was targeted, as you will know as well, because I think, again, Sky did pick up on this. This was actually at the time when Nuno was at the club. Conte's come in and there is that concern already that was this player a Conte signing or would this have been a Paratigi signing for Conte? Have we already got a situation where that Conte is having players picked for him as opposed to yeah, getting what he wants essentially? Um, well, there's a lot of information in there. Um Essentially, my point is on this. Would, would he have been a Paratigi signing rather than a player that Conte would have wanted in simplistic terms? Well, both, I think. Because, I mean, he was a Paratigi. So, I mean, look, Antonio Conte, again, is no under, under no illusions that he is working with a sporting director, someone he's worked with for a long time. So they'll agree together which players to bring in. And obviously, you know, Conte will have his recommendations and Paratici will have his recommendations. And it's up for them as a group to come to some sort of a consensus together as to which players they will target. I mean, you know, they're all adults in the room. I don't think there's going to be sort of the kind of, you know, tit for tat you see on social media of I want him and no, he's no good yeah. and I want him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're adults, so they know they have to find a solution. Otherwise, it's not really a workable situation. So, um so, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, both of them. And, and I think from what I, the sense that I get from what's happened is that along the way, Spurs have obviously believed they had a very good chance of signing Adama Traore in there. But along the way, it's become known that Barcelona have an interest in him. And I think that's turned the player's head in a different direction. Right. Okay. And obviously, when you still really want a player and, you know, even though a player's head might be turned in a different direction, but it's still not... I mean, the, the situation of Barcelona is still very, very messy. So if you think about it from Tottenham's point of view, if, if they're if they're trying to get Adama Traore and he he does want to go there, but he's had, he had his head turned by some possible Barcelona interests, because remember, it's Barcelona and he has a very strong affinity with them. For a certain portion of the window, they're still going to be holding out some hope that 
the Barcelona thing won't develop and they'll get the player. But there comes a point where you have to realise that, it, you know, it's, it, it's, it's going to be a lost cause or you, you get to the point where you realise, OK, actually, there's a very strong chance he's going to go there and they can do the deal. And so we have to turn our attentions elsewhere. And actually, I think that's indicated by the fact that the stuff about Luis Diaz started coming out before all this Adama Traore to Barcelona stuff really took took hold today. You yep. know, it's been it's been a good few days now since since it started to be reported that Tottenham were in yeah. talks with Diaz. So I think that's an indication, really, that probably around that time Tottenham realised that Adama might be might be looking elsewhere. Yeah, and, and just to be clear, I mean, I'm not saying at the moment. I mean, as much as I love my Spurs and I love them to death, um, I can't quite say that. Um, yeah, joining Barcelona is a step down from Tottenham. So I have to acknowledge the fact Barcelona are one of the biggest clubs in the world, despite some of the financial crisis they're in. Yes, an attractive opposition for the player because again he's, he's played there, and you know I understand yes. that willingness exactly. to go back to La Liga. It's again a player that would have divided an opinion, but uh, it sounds for the moment we haven't got to worry too much about it. So uh, we'll put the uh, baby oil a whole baby baby oil. <laughs> order on hold uh, but we are going to go for our, our first break of the show for our listeners on audio uh, for watching audience on youtube there's nearly 1200 of you watching us live uh, thank you so much for your incredible support and um, we're going to hand back over to matt to continue the show yeah look from from one player that uh, isn't coming to spurs to one who by by all reports is and that is uh sofian amrabat of fiorentina um He's one of, I'm sure, a number of, of midfielders that, that Tottenham are looking at. Um, if, like you said earlier, if Ndamale Deli Ali do move on, but do we know how how far down the line uh, the deal for Amrabat is? Um, well, our colleagues in Sky Italy have have been leading from the front on this one. This, I think, they revealed the interest in the beginning, and um, their, you know, the information that they've relayed to us is that um, there's been some talks, there's been some negotiations. They're, they've been reporting that Spurs uh, have, have offered an initial loan. Uh, which has an also has an option to buy him. Um, and the information that I have is that this is this is one of I guess many that I mean we know Fabio Paratici is um, likes to work in a way that you know he lines up quite a few options to make sure that they get something uh, you know or get one of their targets. So I think this one is is one that they have been uh, preparing. Um, should they should they need to bring somebody in if uh, Ndombele goes, and it looks like you know the, the likelihood of Ndombele going is seems to be increasing. So um, I think this one's a comfortable stage for Tottenham. I think he's someone they they can probably pull the trigger on quite quickly um, if they want to bring him in. I know he's one of a number of options in that position that they've been looking at and working on, um, but I think. It's an interesting one because he's not actually doesn't actually seem to be doing that well at the moment. Well, he can't get this, he can't get in the Fiorentina side at the moment, can he? Yeah, he's been in and out of the team. Um, yeah. I mean, on his day, he's he's he looks good on his day. I mean, he's had some some some. I mean, some some of the highlights that I've watched of him. Uh, you know, he he, ten, he looks like he glides through the pitch. He's a good ball winner by the looks of it. Um, but there must be a reason why he's not been getting in the Fiorentina team. Um, but I think um, you know. If Spurs need a player in that position because they need an option, a more sort of defensive option, which is what he is, more you know, more of a sort of, a, I guess, a backup or, or a deputy to Hoybier for a while, you know, a loan with an option makes sense because they can bring him in for six months and have a look at him, and then you know, uh, hopefully bring him up to Conte's level, and then uh, you know, maybe pull the trigger in the summer, or if he's not up to it, then they can look again in the market, can't they? So, it's um, I can see the why that would be a prudent one to look, to look at. No, we are going to ask you about other options in terms of midfielders. I think the um, the overriding concern is, and again, this is very judgmental and you shouldn't really do this because I know you'll shoot me down for saying this. Uh, when you go and watch <laughs> a YouTube compilation of a player, and uh, we've listen, we've had our hands burnt, right? I mean, listen, Vincent Janssen looks, I mean, again, he probably, I don't think it's the top. I mean, he looked mid, didn't he, before I came in? <laughs> I, think, I think it's a top and curse, right? I think you put anybody in a Spurs shirt and automatically their, their value seems to drop 50 million. <laughs> and, I, and I might be wrong by this, but I mean, again, when, when you watch him on YouTube, the, even the compilations don't look that impressive. So my only concern is um, I'm I'm struggling to believe that this would have been a player that both, well, Conte and Paratici would have earmarked before the window. Do you think this is one of those opportunistic, opportunistic, opportunistic deals that come up throughout the window rather than one that's been identified in advance of the window, if you see where I'm coming from? No, I think he's somebody that Paratici and probably Conte have been aware of for a while and they'll have been tracking his progress for quite a few years while he's been playing in Italy. So I think he it's more likely that he's somebody that they've seen uh, 
have good potential before. I mean, he's only 25 still, so he's not, you know, he's still sort of approaching the, I guess, the, 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 you know, the best years of his career. He's probably not quite there yet. He's probably not quite reached his peak. So I think he's somebody that they've watched probably for a while and thought in the past, okay, this guy's got some potential and, you know, maybe thought about bringing him in somewhere like Juventus before when they were both there. And then, you know, his career has gone, you know, in, in a different direction. Um, and he is where he is at the moment, but um, you know, perhaps they think he can still come in and do a job for them. So I think that that's more 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 likely what it is. Yeah. Okay. Thank you again, Blah, for that. Um, okay. Uh, Planets again. A midfield that's been linked with Spurs. It seems like this one is potentially not for this window, but you can tell us more. Frank Kessia. Um, is there mm-hmm. any update on that player and whether he is a someone that Spurs are still interested in during this January transfer window? Very much still interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, I said it before in the in the on the previous pod that um, Conte Conte loves him. I think he's a, he's a great player, and he and he is, and uh, he's only getting better and better. Um, but unfortunately, he's another one that Barcelona like. There's some interest in him. I mean, I know it's been reported that um, in some quarters that there's an agreement, a pre-contract agreement with Barcelona for the summer. I'm told that's not the case, and um, Barcelona definitely interested. Uh, but I think. We will find out a little bit more about this in the coming days because he's about to come back from the Africa Cup of Nations. So I think there will be some meetings probably that will take place when he comes back and that will decide his future either way. Um, I don't think that there has been any decision from anybody about what should happen in this window yet. Um, I, I, I'm under the impression, uh, I understand, that he is quite keen to stay actually and help Milan with their title charge. I think he feels a... You know, a, a, a little bit indebted to them to, um, to to help push them for the title, and then obviously, you know, if you're a free agent in the summer, um, it's always going to be a more attractive prospect to the player because in the summer, a you'll have more options, b as a free agent you will earn more money yourself out of the deal, which is always an attractive aspect for a player. Um, so, you know, Tottenham will need to pull out a, a, a pretty special offer to him, I think, and to the to the club AC Milan to get him in this window. Um, so let's see how that how that plays out. I really I really couldn't call and see couldn't you know predict anything at this point on him. I mean, all all I can say is that he's a player that they're very interested in and they really like. And again, it goes back to what I was saying in the beginning in terms of things that they've been working on for the summer. That if they don't get him now, they will have done a significant amount of work um, towards potentially getting him in the summer anyway. Um, just just sticking in midfield as well and, and sticking in Italy, which uh, is a, a very common theme in, in Tottenham's transfer window. Uh, looking at Weston McKinney for Juventus, who I think you can look at, what, 18 months ago? Was, player, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like, he's, he's that type of player who uh, the deal that brought him to Juventus is typical Fabio Paratici, one of those that was done behind the scenes. And within 24 hours um, of the first leagues, he, he was uh, a Juventus player. And uh, if we're to believe some of the reports that are out there now, uh, Paratici has spoken to his representatives this window. And it seems as though maybe Allegri isn't as keen to let him go uh, in this season or uh, in the middle of the season, but that interest is definitely there uh, from Spurs and it will be difficult to get it done. But is, is there anything on that deal? Um, is there any potential for that to happen? Well, just exactly what you said. I mean, obviously you've, you've, you've been, you've been you know, reading the right reports because it is very difficult. It's been very difficult for anybody to get a player out of Juventus this month. Um, you know, we've seen Arsenal have been trying to get um, Arthur on loan. Um, they haven't been able to form an agreement there. Uh, Max Allegri really wants to keep him. You know, Aston Villa are trying for Rodrigo Bentonco, the other midfield one, the, one of the other many midfield players that they they have. One of the many good midfield players they seem to have. And Weston McKenney, I think, is is uh, is in the same boat as those two, if not sort of um, ahead of the ahead of them both. And, and to, I think, in terms of Allegri's thinking, I think he is one of the main ones that that he uses and 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 wants, and uh, and rightly so because he's. He's very good. Got you know, big career ahead of him. I think. Um, so I would I would be very surprised if if anything was to materialise for him to leave Juventus between now and the end of the window. I mean, he's got three years left on his contract. The club are in a very strong position. I think it's more one to watch uh, in the summer. And again, somebody who, who will probably have more clubs chasing him in the summer than he has now. So. Okay. Next on the list, Law, we're going to focus on some of the outgoing potential midfielders during the close of this winner now in the next few days. Um, obviously, we've seen Conte left out the likes of Deli Alli, Sunyan Dombele, Lo Celso from his um, squad ahead of Chelsea. And again, you know, with Lo Celso, we saw him take to Instagram to say that, you know, he's 100% in good condition, uh, physically fit. So, I mean, the first question on Lo Celso, it seems 
that he's surplus to requirements, and you correct me if I'm wrong on that, and he could still be leaving in these next few days. What's the status with the cell? So it seems to have gone a bit quiet now. Do you see a move still happening for him in these last few days? Possibly. I'm not so sure, though. I mean, that they're all trying to find him an option, I think, where he can go and play. Uh, but I'm not aware that he has a concrete option at the moment, um, which is, which is uh, you know, the case for a few, I think. And it's just the typical of the January market, really. Um, but, you know, there's, there's there's noise and there's possible, you know, there's chat about maybe we could potentially go here, go there. But I'm not aware that he has a solid option. Uh, I think the severe thing was those links were not quite right uh, from what I was told. Um, certainly, if you're a Real Betis player, you'll have a very good job uh, going and playing for Sevilla because their, their rivalry is an incredible rivalry. I mean, it's, it's almost the same as playing for Tottenham and then playing for Arsenal or vice versa over there. I mean, you, you just you just, you just just don't do it, you know. <laughs> so I'd be very surprised to see him end up at Sevilla. Um, and, uh, you know, of all the three midfield players, him, Tangai and, uh, and Deli Ali, he is the one um, that, you know, we know sort of least about, I think, in terms of... Um, you know, again, what options he has, if any. And I think that's an indication of, of probably the fact that he doesn't really have anything concrete at this stage. So, yeah, one to keep an eye on. I've got, I've got no new information that I can give to you about um, Giovanni La Celso at the moment. OK, no problem at all. Before we hand back over to Matt, we are just going to go for our next break of the show. Uh, for our listeners that are on audio, um, for our watching audience, there's still only 1,200 of you watching us live. Again, thank you so much for all your support. We're going to hand back over to Matt about a player at the moment that uh, I think it's fair to say is in the headlines this evening. Over to you, Matt. Yeah, it, it's Tongue and Dombele. Uh, seems to be the, the main uh, outgoing that Spurs are trying to get done. And we know PSG are in talks and have been in talks for a while. And even yesterday or the day before, Valencia seemed to try their hands to, to try and hijack that deal there as well. But um, do we have any updates uh, on Dombele? Well, obviously, there are a lot of reports tonight. I'm sure everybody's reading them. I'm sure everybody can see them that, um, that it's edging closer to, 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 for him to join PSG, I think, on an initial loan. Um, you know, we've we've got some sources that are saying the same things, and we've got some other sources that are saying that it's not quite as as far along as that at the moment. So, um, you know, that will need some some further verification during the during the course of the evening um, or, this, or tomorrow morning. But you know, we've known that PSG have been talking about a deal for Tango and Dombele for for a couple of weeks now. So, you know, I think that you know this one, has, I wouldn't say it's been a foregone conclusion, but I think uh, it's been very much you know in the offing, hasn't it, for a while. Um, there's been all sorts of scenarios, I think, talked about during discussions. I think there's been a lot of PSG players that have been offered to Tottenham um, as part of the deal. You know, people like uh, Paredes, the midfield player, I think, has been offered. And I've seen Draxler has been mentioned. I've seen, you know, one or two others. But um, our understanding is that none of them have uh, really tickled um, Antonio Conte's fancy. So um, it looks at the moment that if, if he does end up at uh, PSG, which all the indications are that he will, uh, it will be uh, uh, just a just a straight straight loan, probably with an option to buy. But um, but we'll see. I mean, yeah, uh, I think yeah, probably the best for all parties. I think if uh, Tango moves on at this stage and and goes and plays with Mauricio Pochettino, nonetheless, the player he, the manager who wanted to bring him to Tottenham in the first place. Absolutely, out of interest, at the moment, is he? Would you say he's the closest out of all the Spurs players to leaving as things stand? Um, I would say that's that's fair and accurate at this stage. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's quite, it's, I think then, it's quite interesting. I think it, it, yeah. it's quite interesting that he's going to go there with the wealth of midfield players that he has. I mean, obviously, it's a great move for him because he's moving to, a, you know, an, an even bigger club, you know, the biggest club in, in, in France where he's from. Um, you know, the kind of dream, that he, the kind of move that he probably would have dreamt about when he was playing in, you know, second-tier football in France not that many years ago. So, um, and uh, I think he is somebody that can, you know, do a job for them and is not probably not expected to be, uh, you know, uh, the main rider in midfield that's going to start every game. I don't think that he's really going to be expected to be that. So uh, perhaps it suits him in that respect that he can uh, come on and show everybody how, how great he is without, um, without playing for 90 minutes, which he's found it hard to do a lot of the time, I think, for, uh, during his spell at Tottenham. He must back himself because, um, again, there's always been that question over his fitness, hasn't there? You know, we've, when you think about the managers that he's had from Pochettino, of course, uh, then to obviously going to Mourinho, 
Then, obviously, we had uh, Mason for a period. Then we've had Nuno. And obviously now Conte, you know, to go through four or five managers and just not have that belief that, he, for whatever reason, the fitness isn't there. Um, mm. He must believe, he's got, he must have a lot of belief to go there. I mean, again, Pochettino knows the player really well. Obviously, he was keen to bring him to the football club. Um, do we understand, you know, there's been lots of talk, Lau, over the wages of the player and how that's being covered. Do, mm. do we assume that, I mean, again, I know it's part of the negotiation, so you might not know this as of this moment, but are we expecting wages to be fully covered by PSG? Uh, I don't know um, whether that's the case. I think that's probably something Tottenham will have wanted uh, as part of it, certainly, because his wages are quite high. Um, but I, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, as as I said, this you know we still need to to, to make some some you know verification checks on why exactly the stage is at and what the details are. And I'm sure they'll come out over the next sort of um, 12 hours, 24 hours, probably. And just to answer Anthony on the screen there, I think Jason is serving him an Uber, an Uber XL, I think, uh, to everywhere he wants to go. His destination, I tell you, Jason, bless him for the last four. He wasn't his biggest fan, was he? <laughs> no, well, I think Jason would carry him there. To be honest, if you let alone give him an Uber, I think Jason would walk him there. So, um, Jason, we pleased at least. Um, right, there's been lots of talk now about possible swap deals involved in Dombele. So, I think obviously what you're saying at the moment, it seems like it's going to be a straight deal, which maybe rules these players out, the likes of Ginny Wijnaldum. Um, we saw Parades also being linked. So on those players, I suppose it's a relevance now, isn't it? If it's a straight deal, they're not going to be involved at all in any aspect of a move to Tottenham. Yeah, no, I don't think so. No, no. Um, and, and, and interestingly, the information that, I mean, our, our, uh, my colleague Sky, uh, Sky uh, Carvey Solokol has been reporting during this window that uh, Ryan Adam seems quite keen to join Arsenal and we know they want that position. So I don't know if he's a, a little bit of an Arsenal supporter, but um, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, by, from, from what Carvey understands, is his eyes have been uh, looking towards the other side of, his, of uh, North London. God, he must be desperate for football. That's not for you to comment, Lars. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over to Matt. comment on that one. <laughs> no, better not, better not get you in trouble. I miss you, Matt. Uh, look, if we're talking about Ndombele as, uh, as the most likely player to, to leave Spurs this window, I think if we're to believe the reports that are out there, Deli Ali could be the, the, the second most likely to go with the, the club looking to move him on. Um, Newcastle reportedly the, the front runners for him and his interest as well from Borussia Dortmund, Brighton, Everton and uh, a host of other clubs as well, which I think is understandable given the, the talent that the player has. But um, with, uh, you know, into the last four days of the window now, do you think it's likely that Deli will move on this window? Well, I think I can actually um, update you or, co- or correct actually a little, a little bit of what you said actually on Deli Ali. I mean, you mentioned a few clubs that I know are definitely not interested. Um, I mean, Brighton in the main, I know they're definitely not interested in him. Um, you know, there's other clubs that have been mentioned, like Southampton, they're not interested either. Uh, I think that um, Delhi is in a bit of a situation at the moment where they're finding it difficult to find a solution for him that suits everybody. Uh, that's the way it's been described to me. Um, I mean, I think he's low, again, like Ndombele, his wages are a factor, he's on a big deal. So mm-hmm. I think you know, as far as other Premier League clubs are concerned, they're looking, thinking, you know, firstly, do we need a player like him in our team? You know, do we need his kind of profile? There's only a certain number of teams in the Premier League who are looking for that profile. You know, I think most most teams that I mentioned, Brian, I mentioned Southampton, they're happy with their options in that position. You know, they're also probably looking at the fact that a succession of managers at Tottenham have not really got a tune out of Delhi Alley in for a while. So they're probably thinking, well, how likely is it that our manager is going to get a tune out of him as well? Um, and yeah, I mean, Newcastle have been mentioned. I don't think Tottenham want to help Newcastle if they can avoid it. Um, I think there's still obviously some 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 um, discontent, shall we say, among a lot of Premier League clubs about this takeover. And I think that you know a lot of Premier League clubs in general are not that keen to help Newcastle if they can avoid it. So I think there's an element of that as well. Um, That's really interesting. But um, yeah, but I mean, we'll you know we'll see. I mean, I, I think you said Everton as well. I think yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens with the with the, with the managerial situation at Everton and who goes in there and whether they want to take Dali Ali on. Um, you know that maybe maybe that could become an option. But um, yeah, at the, at the moment, again, I think there doesn't seem to be anything sort of concrete for him uh, yet. But that's not to say that that won't be the case as we get towards the end of the window and things become a little bit more. Um, squeaky bum time, as people describe it. <laughs> when you get to the end, <laughs> you just feel. I mean, I don't. Know you think, Lara? I mean, for me, that Delhi, it's, it's got an echoes of a deadline day move because I mean, he's essentially not going to get 
game time at Spurs. Well, I say that if we keep selling up, well, we are going to allegedly sell, you know, two or three midfielders. Then it looks like Conte's made his mind up on him that he's not going to get game time. So you, you do wonder, you know, if Delhi has got a, and this is a thing we don't know. I, I don't know the player personally. I don't know again if Sky have got any any sources on this. If Delhi has got a real desire to want to go back out there and prove himself again, because I think there's there has been that feeling just around, I think, Spurs fans. And I, again, I don't like talking for everybody. I'm only talking from my opinion here. That just watching Delhi, and I think I said this to you before on our last show, just it feels like he's lost the love for the game. And I just want to see Delhi go and play football again and be happy, because when you see him on a football field, he doesn't look doesn't look vacant, doesn't look there. And I just, again, even from a mental health perspective, listen, um, regardless of whoever plays for who, um, you don't like seeing people just not being themselves. And I just want to see Delhi going out there again and enjoying his football. And if that's not in a Tottenham shirt, then so be it. But I just wish him all the best. I mean, do you know if there's, from Delhi's camp, a real buzzing desire to want to go and play football again? I think there is. I, I, you know, I don't think he's he's lost his love of the game. He's lost his love of football. He's just, I think, he's just sort of lost uh, his, his his way a little bit. I think sometimes players need a just need a change of environment, a change of scenery to just refresh things. You know, I think you know you 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 live in the same place, you go to the same training ground every day. You know, things can become a little bit stale. Things can become. I'm not saying this is definitely the case for for Delhi, but you know, I think that that. He is somebody that needs a change of environment and and uh, change of scenery, change of you know all that kind of thing, and something that will just sort of rejuvenate him a little bit and uh, and and kickstart his career for a bit. I think you know he 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 would benefit from that. I think uh, you know I think obviously Spurs want to 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 see him playing somewhere because he's an asset at the moment that's not playing. Um, and you know I think he would want to would want to get out and play and and try to you know to resurrect the, the player that. That was that he was because he was a great player, top player, you know. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. He, yeah, he, 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 that that top player is still in there somewhere. It has to be. Yeah, I can't believe that you lose that overnight. You know, we've seen that ability. You know, yeah. early when he broke into the scene. You know, I just, you don't, you don't lose goal. ability overnight. No, no. absolutely. You you, you, no. you, you, know, you can confidence. lose. You can lose yeah. confidence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can lose confidence. You can lose yeah. self confidence. You can lose. Um, uh, you know your your mentality and your motivation, and you might yep. need new new motivation, new kinds of motivation, things like that. You know yeah, that's possible. You know we all go yep. through through the ebb and flow of life, don't we? Same for footballers. Exactly. No, totally agree. Um, obviously it's interesting you we go to this plan next because um, Newcastle United have been heavily linked with bringing in an English midfielder. If it wasn't going to be this guy, it might be Delhi. Um, Jesse Lingard. I mean, this name still keeps popping around at the moment. It'd be interesting to get your thoughts on where things are with Jesse and whether he's still the player that interests Tottenham maybe this window or, again, whether, yeah, he'll be looking somewhere else in the next few days for a move. Uh, I think in the summer, there's some interest in in potentially taking him on a free, but not in this window because I think Manchester United have made it quite clear they're not going to strengthen a rival for the top four. So I think they will be very averse to letting him leave on loan for a Tottenham or a West Ham, for example. So uh, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of information about West, um, Newcastle's chase for him recently. It looks too complicated for them to do as well. Um, you know, I think actually we might end up seeing you know Jesse Lingard stay and uh, and be there until the summer. Uh, I can see why he would want to get out on loan. He's obviously thinking he wants to go where he can play the most because he'll be targeting a place in the England squad um, later yeah. this year. So, but yes, I mean, it's a, from Spurs' point of view, you know, I don't think it's not going to happen this window. But it might be something they would look at for on a free in the summer. It'd be a great okay. free transfer to get. Mm, good player. I've got done a lot of talking here, so let me hand back over to Matt quickly. Matt, let's bring you back in. Yeah, I just want to ask you uh, quickly, Lloyd, about Stephen Bergwijn, because he's a player who there's been very differing reports of what we're getting. I think really since Conte first came in, you know, there were some saying he, he wanted to play him as a second striker with, with Harry Kane, others saying he wanted to move him on. And it feels as though that game against Leicester could have been a, a turning point for Stephen Bergwijn, that, that last 80 seconds when he did uh, incredible things to turn that one around. And I saw uh, some reports today saying... Really more more to S- not not exactly. quite that far, but almost. Mini-Ajax. It was a mini-Ajax, yeah. It's his own little edition of it. But uh, we, we've, I've seen reports say that we're in the Stephen Bergwijn part of the window um, as we do uh, come down to the very end of it. And we know Ajax have been interested from uh, from day one in, in bringing him back to the Netherlands. Uh, do you think there's a chance that Bergwijn could still leave or has that uh, 80 seconds turned around his career at Spurs? 
Uh, before I say that, I just thought of something. We can stop calling it Fergie time and start calling it Bergie time, can't we now? <laughs> <laughs> well, depends what you're going to say to us now, Lyle, if we can call it Bergie time, if he's going to be here or not. So, he's on the cliffhanger now. Oh, the floor's yours. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, what I've been told uh, after that game, I put out a report saying this, and I was quite comfortable doing so at the time, otherwise I wouldn't have done it, but um, that he's expected to stay. I mean, uh, Ajax are still very interested. It sounds like they're still trying. What they can and actually he's in amsterdam at the moment which doesn't you know really help matters it kind of fuels the fire a little bit but you know he's got friends friends and family there you know because he's from holland so that's why he's there he would have gone there anyway uh, you know in in, in a break obviously they've got players have got a break at the moment mm. and they're all going back to their respective countries to see friends and family as you do yeah. so he's in amsterdam at the moment but i mean there was a picture of him i think in amsterdam that was did the rounds a, a day or so ago and uh, blew up obviously online as as these things do and everyone got mm. gets excited but um i would be very surprised to see him go especially after what antonio conte said about him you know uh, really i mean you talked about the kind of things that might irk antonio conte i think for him to be put in a position where he's talked about a player that he likes a lot and wants to use and that he wants to stay for him to then be sold you know i think certainly publicly that wouldn't make antonio conte look very good Mm. I think you know, he should be aware. Oh, Bear in mind the window's going so far. <laughs> also, there's that aspect of it. And, and yeah. there's the aspect of it that he, he's been a player who's been very good in the last couple of months when he's played. And is clearly an asset. You know, clearly somebody who can be a danger for them. Um, and, uh, you know, if they're going to shift out two or three midfield players um, and, and only play two in there anyway and want to play three forwards, then they're all going to want as many different options as they can. Um, so, you know, for example, if you bring in a Luis Diaz, it doesn't leave you a lot of room to let Bergvine go and bring another player in, you know. But if you have, a, a you know, three positions there and you have Kane, Son, Mora, Bergvine, Diaz, can be, can, you know, competing for those positions, it's quite strong. So we'll Can see. Ask, I'm not expecting him to go. But Can I just ask if, and end up being made to look silly. <laughs> um, you're, you're saying that like you, you expect him to stay. Do you know if that is a desire from Tottenham to keep him, or is there an element of that where, where they don't really expect Ajax to stump up the cash? You know, sometimes no, they're expecting to bring back some of that 25 million they paid for him. Yes, I think they want to to keep him. I think what's happened is that obviously Bergwijn wasn't playing for a long time. So I think if you're Ajax and you're targeting a player for January, you 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 know you're looking at Stephen Bergwijn. He's played in Holland. He's proved himself in Holland. He was fantastic at PSV. So you know they're they're thinking right, he he's he he should be a target. He's not playing. You know they will have done all the work to get an idea about whether he would go there. And then things have changed quite dramatically. So I can imagine that Ajax still have this belief that they can get him if they offer enough. And, mm-hmm. um, but you know things have changed there. So it's, it's a it's a fluid one. It's not a, it's not a black and white one. You know I think it's um, I, I I would be surprised. I think that they would have to put in a very big offer that would be just really far too good for for Spurs and Stephen to to to, to reject. And I, I think that. It looks like it would be too big, and I just I think the club wants him to stay, and, and Conte wants him wants him to stay. Clearly, because he said so enough times that I think it would it's just um, it would cause more problems if he left than solve them. Mm. I think that's the way to, to describe it. I think. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. Right, we are going to go for our, our final break of the show for our listeners and audio. For our watching on YouTube, there's still 1,200 of you plus going strong. Thank you again so much for all the support. Um, so it stayed regularly um, at 1,200 throughout. That's great. So people have Honestly, it's been, been incredible. Boy, I'll say the support's been incredible for the show. I mean, I have to say, well, bearing in mind, um, as you can hopefully understand the, uh, I put this in footballing terms, the distress and upsetting nature that we haven't had one signing yet to cheer about. And again, I do take into account that so far in January, we obviously had Bridgie on last night, one of your colleagues, um, that we can see that the business being done isn't a huge amount across the Premier League. But I think bearing in mind that where Spurs are right now, you know, they're lingering around fourth. They've got those games in hand. You just feel that if they can just get those one or two players in in the right areas, they've got a real genuine chance at top four. And that's, I think, again, as a fan, I'm speaking as a fan, I think when you um, look at bringing somebody in at Conte's level and the nature of just how good he is, 
if you can just back him with the one or two players that he needs, then you know there's a real genuine chance that top four. And that's why I think there's just a lot of frustration at the moment that they're building up because it's in our hands. It's it's actually in Tottenham's hands. So <laughs> it remains to be seen. Um, I was going to ask you about this player, but then I'm conscious yeah. that when I asked you about him last week, uh, I think we both laughed. So I, I don't think I it's worth. Well, it was Muhammad Ali Cho. Um, uh-huh. And I think we all came to the conclusion that uh, that maybe isn't He's going been around to many, many clubs. Around, yeah, many, many clubs. Um, on that aspect, I'm going to ask you, is there any chance of a forward? Are we going to get a Paratigy surprise like Brian Hill was a surprise in the coming days? Could that potentially happen? Well, I mean, the forward they're going for is Luis Diaz, isn't he? He's the forward. You know, he's the... He's the He's the, 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 so that, the, so just the to be clear, he, right? Okay. So what we're saying now is just to be clear on on Diaz, because he plays that functional role of, of a winger as well. We're saying that essentially he's going to caveat that for a forward. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, on that's, that the, that's the profile. Yeah. If you want to call it the profile of the player thereafter, he, he is he is it. I mean, Adama Traore has played through the middle before. So yep. if you you know if you think about the different positions that he could have played, yeah, okay, they they wanted him to be willing to fill in a right wing back, right? Okay. If, if they're playing Kane and Son, or if they're playing Kane Son and Moore, or they're playing Bergwijn, Kane and Son, etc. But obviously, Traore could also have played in one of those positions behind Kane, or even through the middle. So they yep. obviously want somebody who's quite versatile who can fill you know a few positions. I think that's the case of Diaz. Okay, no problem at all. So just so we're clear, if Spurs, in your opinion, if we do get Diaz. That's that's the forward element of it solved for Tottenham. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, and then and then and then probably the most likely thing that would come next would be a central midfielder. Okay, brilliant. Well, listen, uh, let's hand back over to Matt, who's going to ask you about some outgoings in terms of our defence at the moment. Matt, over to you. Okay. Yeah, look, there's uh, quite a few players in that defence that I think uh, fans have become frustrated with over the over the last weeks and last months, and some that we've heard. Uh, you know, Tanganga, for example, uh, there was interest from AC Milan uh, with Doherty. Perhaps that he was one that, that Spurs were actively looking to move on. Uh, but between uh, Matt Doherty, Jaffa Tanganga and Joe Rodan as well, do you expect to see any of these players leaving the club by 11pm on Monday? No, I'd be surprised if any of them do. I mean, of all of those you mentioned, maybe Joe Rodon, but I made some checks on him today and was told there's nothing happening with him at the moment. Um, uh, again, Jaffa Tanganga, we put some information out on him earlier today, made some more checks with people on him today and was told that he's going to stay. Um, apparently, Antonio Conte's told the player and the club that they want him to stay. Um, uh, he's been very good, hasn't he? Filling in, I think, for um, for uh, Christian Romero while he's been injured. Um, and so he's obviously, I think... The signs are that he's going to still get plenty of game time, even though um, Romero's back. Obviously, Spurs are still, you know, still in uh, playing plenty of football between now and the end of the season. They will need him, and they're not really blessed with a, a lot of central defenders. So, and they want to play three of them. So, you know, they need as many as they can get. I think. And there's also not really any viable centre halves um, out there on the market. I think at the moment. I mean, I know a lot have been mentioned, but. I know Newcastle have been going for all the left-footed ones that I think exist in uh, in, in Europe, um, but it's been quite clear that they've not really been get- gettable and they've been led down the garden path a little bit, I think, on those. And um, so, you know, I don't think Spurs are going to be wasting any time trying to get um, you know Sven Botman out of Lille or, or Diego Carlos out of Sevilla because it just doesn't seem possible this month. But I know long-term they do want to sign another centre-half, a left-footed one, uh, if they can, and I think that's something they'll look to do in the summer when there's more options that become available um, because uh, there are um, there are some very good ones out there who, who would be more viable on the market in the summer. It's interesting, Lowell, you made that point, Jeff. I mean, personally, I just feel that um, at, at the moment, I, I would have thought you would have benefited for a loan. I guess, you know, we use the term filling in. He has filled in, but I think on the whole, he's had a, he has had a bit of a nightmare month where, again, if that's down to, you know, a lack of, you know, the, the partnerships that he's built up so far across the team or whether it's an aspect of many, many things. I, I would have felt for Jaffet that maybe a loan would have benefited him. Someone like Italy where, again, the Italian league, it's a lot more of a slower-paced based league where, you know, it's a great opportunity to learn the game. You get a bit more time on the ball. I just wonder, the problem with Jaffet is that I still think, and Jason was spot on what he said when he was on this show recently, that it feels with Jaffet, his best game for Tottenham was still that debut game that he had. Um, against Liverpool, where he was just phenomenal. And he hasn't quite kicked on from there. And I do think that's down to also, number one, uh, not getting regular game time. And then number two, when he has been in the team, we've chopped and changed the back four. 
which can't be good for any player. He's young, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I just, I think it's a, I can understand why Spurs can't really let him out if we're not going to get any other centre-back in. But it may be a missed opportunity because I think the concern for Spurs fans, again, looking at it as well from my end, is that um, you look at a player, I would say, like Kyle Walker-Peters, who mm-hmm. his value now, I would say, to have Hampton has skyrocketed because he's been ever so impressive. You know, scored a brilliant goal, of course, against Man City. And, you know, you you wonder sometimes that some of these players, when they don't get regular first-team football and they're almost drafted in and then asked to play for a couple of weeks and they don't look great. I don't yeah. know what it does for their confidence. So, um, it's, an, it's interesting. I say we really do appreciate that. So, I know there's some comments here. We'll just quickly take a few. Is there anyone else at all um, on the right wing-back spot that Spurs, we haven't mentioned tonight, we could be linked with? I know Lampert is one name that's come up. Anybody else at Spurs? Jets. Jed Spence. But that wouldn't, obviously, because I know he's played for more than, he's played for two clubs, isn't he? So he wouldn't be able to play. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be more of a summer option. Yeah, so, you know, we talked about the idea that Traore would come in and would be somebody who they could also play a right wing back just until the summer and then have a look at it again in the summer. There are, again, more more right wing back options for them, or they're expected to be more right wing back options for them in the summer. But obviously, uh, Jed Spence, you know, you can do a deal for Jed Spence now, ready for the summer. Uh, he, he is seen as as being one of the next very good young English right-backs, right-wing-backs coming through. And there are a lot of clubs that have been watching him for quite a long time and are very big fans of him. I mean, I've been told that Steve Hitchin has watched him for a long time and has really liked him for a long time. So he, after that game against Arsenal, I mean, a lot of people are saying, well, he had one good game against Arsenal. Now, all of a sudden, everybody wants him. And... Actually, that's true, but it's not really as cynical as it sounds, because you know these players are are players that um, the the sporting directors and scouts track for a very long time, and they build up a, a you know a, a portfolio of reports on these players, and they get to know these players, and you know they've always got these players in their minds, and then once they do it against a top team, even if it's just in one game, even if it's just against one top player, but they show that they can do it in that game, then that can be the trigger that, that is just enough for the scouts to think, right, yeah, all of that stuff that I thought about that player is true and, it, you know, we should go and get him and we should go and get him now because there's going to be other people like me at other clubs thinking the same. Yep. So that's the case with Jed Spence. Okay. Uh, but interestingly, I mean, he, he's there's another right back at Middlesbrough that's arguably as good in Isaiah Jones. But I mean, the, again, like you said, there's also Tariq Lamptey. Tottenham definitely interested in Tariq Lamptey. We've reported that before. We reported that they were interested in him in the summer. They were. Um, he's he is another one that, that looks like he's going to be very very good. Um, so you know, yeah, that Jed Spence is one they like. Um, definitely still interested in him. Definitely still possible that they could go and do a deal for Jed Spence in this window. Um, I don't know whether they will or not for sure. Obviously, it's up to them, but uh, th- it's definitely possible. It's definitely on the cards, um, Jed Spence. Okay. So, right, he's, the, he's the main one, I would say, that you, we've not mentioned. Okay, appreciate it. Lyle, question on the screen, just to ask you about this one. This is from Jerome, who says, could Spurs hijack Bruno... I hope I don't butcher this guy's name, so apologies if I do. Bruno, I want to have a go at it. This is obviously cool. risky when you do this. I'm cool. saying Bruno Gumares. Gumaresh, yeah. Gumaresh, there you go. I'm not too far off. Is <laughs> it a good. Great, I had a go there. I had a go. Listen, don't de- I had no, a go. Give yourself proud. <laughs> <laughs> also looks like Leon are willing to sell in this window. Anything? Is there any chance of a late hijack from Tottenham? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Um, not sure. Uh, really not sure. He's not a name that I've been heard mentioned with Spurs. Uh, he's been mentioned with Arsenal. Obviously, Newcastle really, really trying to get him. Um, so, yeah, I'm not, I've not heard that one. Okay. No problem at all. Um, just before I hand, I'm going to let Matt ask you the final question of the show. But before I do, um, I know on your article earlier for, on, on your on your Twitter, you put out that uh, Spurs would ideally look to bring in maybe one midfielder before the deadline if they're able to move the likes of La Celso and Dombele, um, of course, Deli on. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're already being urged to ask this. Is that midfielder, Sofian Amrabat, is, is that is that going to be him or... Could, Could it be, be someone Possibly. a bit more exciting? Possible, but not, not the only uh, not the only option. So okay, right, fine, okay. 
And then a uh, final one here that's just come in very quickly. Uh, how about Joachim Maheli, Manuel Lazari? Are they possible for the winter or the summer? Joachim Mahler and Manuel Lazari. Yeah, not two names I mentioned. Joachim Mahler is very good. He's been tracked by a lot of clubs for a long time. So we can forget him then. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, not not the one for this one for this window. He, I think I think is he, is he thinking in terms of right wing backs? Is he is he throwing a couple of right wing back names at me? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Okay. Well, the other one that uh, I know the Spurs have liked for a long time and tried for him in the summer, um, but his name's not been mentioned to me for a while. Is uh, Dodo at um, Shakhtar Donetsk? Okay. Who, yeah, is uh, that's, a, I mean, that's a new name we haven't. I don't think I've heard. I think if you Google his name and Spurs, I think you, you might you might see that there's been various. Um, and, uh, I'll ask Danny Rose to Google him. Over the over the <laughs> over the while. I, I like him. I think he's a good player. Yeah. Okay. But Fine. again, I'm, I'm not I'm not flagging something they could potentially do in in this window. Yeah. I know they were interested in back in the summer. So what you're saying is, Lyle, now let's go out and get a dodo on the back of our shirts just yet. Yeah. No, don't do that just yet. No. And and and, and, and all and the Tottenham, you know, some of those Tottenham fan accounts. I know they're probably going to quote me now saying dodo, dodo is a possible option for Tottenham in this window. <laughs> Sky Sports Live at the bottom. Yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> I, feel like, I, mean, I feel I feel all over the dodo place anyway. The windows, the way this window's going. Yeah, and, um, I'm sure there'll be lots of uh, dodo memes being sent by. Oh, hundred percent, totally <laughs> right. And there you go. Comments on screen. Dodo, Richie's at it. Everyone's at Dodo's class. Yeah, everyone likes Dodo. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So, I'll be I'll be, I'll be extinct as a Dodo. I think Rob's the best one so far. Today is to Dodo. So I mean, listen, <laughs> yeah, we, can, yeah. we can change Fantastic. the name. Why not? We can end the not show. That, on that. Not that much <laughs> so far. The way it's going. Let's uh, head over to yeah. Matt to ask you the final question of this show and the interrogation is nearly over. Over to you, Matt. Sure. Actually, Bye I hope you don't mind there, Ricky. I'm going to hijack this just a little bit before we get to the Go last question. Um, I want to ask about Brian Gill. Because uh, I know he's, he's one player who, who has been mentioned a bit um, as a potential loan move back to Spain. And Nice, I think, are one that are interested. Uh, is, is that a move that could happen this window? Uh, it's a very good question, actually, because, again, um, I'm not aware of there being a real concrete option for him in the same way as the Celso. I think that he definitely needs to go out on loan though uh, you know if it was up to me um because it was a strange one in the summer to begin with because i think tottenham were obviously cry, crying out for quality and they didn't seem to be going down a trajectory of developing young players and uh you know he's somebody that you would expect would would come over to the premier league and need to sort of play for a team probably a step two down and be developed or, you know, I mean, back in the Pochettino era early on, that that's kind of a signing would have made sense, but it didn't seem to make sense at the time. And obviously he struggled to get in the team. Obviously he's very slight and uh, and I think, you know, physically he still needs a lot of work to get up to up to, up to to scratch. So I think he needs to go on loan somewhere. Going on loan to another Premier League team, I think would make sense for him. But Absolutely. Yeah. Or, or even a decent championship side. You know, I just... I, I can't understand, and I don't. Again, if you've got a view on this, Matt, I, I can't understand why we'd want to loan him back to the La Liga. I mean, I don't see the point of that. You know, surely we want him to get to know the English league, so he's ready for the physicality of it. You know, um, I, again, I, I guess it's one we'll have to see. Um, right, Lyle, Final question. I promise you, it's the final question. <laughs> we, always say he's, he's gonna, we always say he's going to be. We always say these are going to be obviously very, very short. And then they, they go on and they go on like Spurs in a transfer window. So, um, you need to do some maths now or something, don't you? I know. Sorry to do this to you, mate. I do apologise. Um, how many players do you still believe Spurs can get through the door between now and the 31st of Jan? No pressure. There's nearly 1,300 uh, lively Spurs fans watching that are on base. Well, hold me to this until, my, until my, I'm in my grave here. Um, I think they'll do one regardless of what happens. In terms of outgoings, I think we'll see a new player through the door okay. before Monday. Um, whether that turns into two or not, I really couldn't say. I think two max. Yeah. I'd be surprised if it's three. So that's what I said in the last part, wasn't it? You One, no, you, you you have you have kept your word. I mean, you could have said zero and finished us all off. So um, I, pre- I, I said appreciate zero you. before, haven't I? I think in past windows, I probably said yeah. We've been there, you know, we've done it over the last, you know, can I just say for any new listeners or, you know, new viewers that have tuned in, we've had Lyle on for the last four or five years, so Paul, you know, Lyle has been through, you know, the whole journey from Pochettino to Mourinho yeah. to Nuno, right. for having Mason, and now, of course, Thank you for Conte. pointing that out, it's true, yeah. yeah. And I say he's been with us for four <laughs> or five years and he's been so loyal to us, so um, listen, Lyle, 
been lovely having you on. Before we uh, get all the social social stuff, uh, Matt, it's been a real pleasure having you back on the channel tonight. Obviously, you you run a wonderful YouTube channel as well. Where can we find your content, Matt? Yeah, look again, like I said at the, the top of the show, it's always a always a pleasure coming on here with you guys. Um, my channel is Matt Hayes Tottenham Blog, uh, very unimaginably named, um, but basically talking about uh, transfers and all that stuff and uh, complaining about what happens on the pitch when the window's closed. Um, but uh, always, like I said, a pleasure coming on here, Ricky. Oh, listen, pleasure all ours. It's been great having you on with us, Matt, tonight. And Lol, listen, been absolutely brilliant having you on. I know, again, um, you know, I said to you, do you fancy it? And it's one of those things where, you know, as always, because the window moves as it does so fast, things are changing all the time. So, um, listen, it's been really, really good. There's been lots of love for you in the comments here. People enjoying it. I know it's one of those things where we can't really give what we want, what everybody wants as those signings. Um, but, Lyle, tell us, where can we find you? If people, I can't believe I'm not looking and searching with you already uh, over the next few days now where we can find you and hopefully um, you'll be retweeting and celebrating. I suppose I've got some players for the door. Well, yes, you can find me on Twitter. Obviously, my my handle is uh, on on the bottom there, Sky Sports at Sky Sports Lyle. Um, obviously, yeah, you can you know read my stuff on the Sky Sports website if you're on SkySports.com, mobile apps, um, and obviously watching on Sky Sports News. A lot of the information comes comes through me. My my role this month is the the transfer coordinator, so I'm sort of in the middle of our whole team of uh, reporters. Um, that are that are bringing all the transfer stories so um yeah it's uh, it's been a very interesting and fun month and i'm sure it'll be a very interesting and fun four days and i'm sure mm. I'll come come next tuesday i'll be a very uh, very tired man as it usually is the case i can tell you my wife i can tell you my wife who has got absolutely no idea of football bless her uh she can't which she keeps asking me i can't wait for this to be over so even she <laughs> has now got an element of what is going on and i say i can tell her uh, she's been really really uh yeah really loyal blesser the last few, few weeks it's been testing as a spurs fan so again um been lovely having you on Lyle. always a pleasure, pleasure. to nikki um like obviously sky sports news of course deadline day last one on spurs are also we're pleased to say running our own deadline day special. Uh, you're going to have Jason McGovern and the crew with us for two and a half hours of um, what's going to be, yeah, uh, hopefully unbridled joy, but we can't promise that. Um, there, will be, there will be a disclaimer in there somewhere. And um, no no pressure, Lyle. It's all on Sky Sports. No, that's fantastic. Listen, if you want to try and check in with me on deadline day, then I'm happy I'm happy uh, oh. I'm on the phone or something and talk to you for, for five minutes if I possibly you're can. You're a diamond. Listen, yeah. fantastic. Lyle, always a pleasure. We look forward to, like I say, speaking to you very, very soon. So from Matt, from Lyle, from all of us here at Last One on Spurs, keep safe, keep well. Fingers crossed the signs are coming. And as always, come on you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.